Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. everyone and welcome to another episode of excess press my name is matt and i'm the host of this disney theme parks news podcast in this is episode 70 where we once again bring you another interview with a cast member so on this episode we are joined with christy who's going to be talking about her time as she worked at kilimanjaro safaris on her disney college program so we've had had uh, another cast member on the show work as a safari driver but she talks about it uh, in the in her own unique perspective so it's very interesting to hear what she has to say about that but you know what i'm just gonna let her talk about it so why don't we just jump right into it and begin another episode of the excess press podcast On today's show, we have Christy, who is originally from Louisiana, but now lives in my home state of New Jersey. Christy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Not too bad. A little tired. Like, uh, we were just kind of talking that I was away for the weekend. I took an early flight home this morning, so I'm like, it's uh, I'm running on fumes, but uh, I'm doing all right. I'm here to talk some Disney, so I'm very excited about that, and I'm happy you're on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> of course, of course. So we're here to talk to you about to you about your time as you worked on the Disney College program, correct? That's correct. Cool. So kind of before we get into that, I kind of want to know like the backstory of kind of like how you might have fallen in love with the Disney parks because, again, I, I always feel that if you work for the college program, you have to have some kind of huge love for Disney to, to want to do it. So, so how did you kind of, did you grow up with Disney or did you find it later in life? Like kind of, how did you, how did you get uh, uh, to that? Um, yeah, um, I, my family, uh, I have some family that live about an hour away from um, Disney, an hour and a half hour. And um, so I grew up pretty much going all the time. I think I was three when I went for the first time. And um, anytime I visited my Florida family, we would pretty much just go to Disney. And so I, I blame them for, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, for spoiling me with it. And now it's, I just, I've always, ever since I've been little, it's been a part of my life. So it was pretty frequently you would just visit the family. Would you like stay in Disney for like a few days at a time? Or was it just kind of like a trip, like a day trip here and there? 
We would usually stay. Um, we would usually stay for a few days at uh, like uh, various hotels or sometimes off property. But yeah, we usually stayed in stayed there um, at least one night. Okay. All right. So did did you did you ever get like the full like experience of like staying for like a week in a resort at all? Oh yeah, we used to go. Uh, my aunt would bring us for Thanksgiving before it was like a popular time to go and it would be like dead like no cr- like no crowds like hardly any weight um so we, we we would do that we did that like every year for i i don't know how long it was a while though but we'd go for thanksgiving and and then um my cousin would plan the trip and we would be like waking up at six in the morning going to eat breakfast <laughs> and going to bed at like one in the morning and like hoopty do and Cirque du Soleil when it was there like the whole like we would it would be like all out for Thanksgiving week it was really great and we always had Thanksgiving dinner at Crystal Palace oh that's a great idea over at Crystal yeah. Palace <laughs> my I just booked uh my dining reservations for my trip in the fall and I, we booked Crystal Palace and I've actually never been to it so I'm really excited to to go so yeah but uh, super oh it's pump- really good <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's what I've heard. We're, the friends that we're going with are big fans, so we decided, all right, let's do it. So we're going to go nice and early, and I'm excited because hopefully we can get in before the park even opens, so we can get some like nice shots of like the no one in the parks. So, uh, but oh neat. yeah, that that's I I try to do that when I bring somebody. Um, if I have like a friend who hasn't been to Disney in a really long time or like they've never been, I'll try to do that just to kind of like give them like that little extra magic of like walking down Main Street without anybody there. And it's always like that's like if, if you really want to, you know, make somebody fall in love like that's with Disney. And <laughs> that's like the way to do it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So cross my fingers that that happens. <laughs> but Oh, uh... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but cool. All right. So let's kind of like transition over to your time working in the Disney College program. Um, so first, I want to know, like, how did you find out about the college program? Like what made you want to sign up for it? Um, our, I went to LSU in Baton Rouge and um, we had like posters up around the school and um, like advertising, like to come and find out about the Disney College program and um, so that's originally how I heard about it. And then I had a friend, um, one of my high school friends that I actually went to LSU with, um, she had done the college program. Um, and so when I finally, like, you know, went to one of the information sessions, I was, like, asking her about it. So, um, yeah, through those two things, pretty much her and then the posters. <laughs> So what was it that uh, your friend might have said to you that kind of sold you on going to, to try to do the Disney College program? Was there anything that stuck out of something that she said? Oh, she just, she is like, she is like Disney to me. Like, she is just like, when you think of like a Disney cast member, it's like, that's who you're thinking of. But um, so she was like, oh, it's the best time. And it's, I... I had the best time doing it and it was so much fun and you know she had like nothing bad to say at all and so it was like well she was like yes you should absolutely do it yes like do it and I was like okay all right I'm gonna go I'm gonna apply (laughs) so excellent sounds good so what so what year was this when you uh applied and were accepted into the program 
Um, oh gosh, I think it was, was it 2000 and I should remember 2005, 2006. Oh, this is a long time ago. Holy. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, a while ago. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. So this is, uh, I think you're, I think you're one of the furthest back that was on the college program that have been on the show. I think like you're one of the earliest cast members that I've had on the show. So congrats to that for being the record it hopefully i'm correct on that <laughs> yeah oh gosh <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah it was yeah it was 2000 and 2006 yeah 2006 <clears throat> okay all right neat so so when you applied how was the like how was it back then because i think i applied in uh, 2007 so i guess it was kind of the same like did you have to kind of apply for like three different roles or did i mean or like you get to choose three different roles that you want to do and they place you into one I don't remember. I I was listening to some the other podcasts, you know, of course, um, from you, and I don't remember if it was three exactly. Um, I remember, I remember what I put on there as my top choice, which I have no idea why I thought that I wanted to do that. Um, but I, but I definitely remember that I had put um, safaris as like a top choice, and then I put. Um, they had something else maybe you'll remember it but it was like you could do like a double role like you could be cast in like two cross trained i guess and so i marked that as well and those are the only two things i remember specifically marking um but yeah i know i know you could pick um things that you were more interested in gotcha not, okay not guaranteed that you'll get it of course but you could pick it <laughs> <laughs> yeah no definitely uh so so I assume because you grew up in Louisiana and you you went to college in Louisiana, what was when you moved to Florida? We, I mean, well, first was college close to your your home at all, or was it like a, oh, a big? Yeah. Okay, it was close. Yeah, <laughs> like ten minutes away. Okay, so so was the transition moving to Florida like a kind of like a big shock to you, or how, like how was that? Oh no, um, it wasn't. I spent the summers there with my family, and like, um, I anytime I could like hang out ex for extended time in Florida, I would. So it wasn't, um, it wasn't like shocking or anything like that to me at all. <laughs> okay, and I I've talked a lot about uh, recently how a lot of people have found their roommates through like Facebook and stuff, but I know back then that probably wasn't a thing. Um, so did you just get, get random, like roommates get set up, uh, in your apartment? Like, how did that work? Oh yeah. I had no idea who my roommates were until I walked in the door. Um, <laughs> and, um, uh, the funny thing is, is, uh, one of my roommates had the same name as me. Um, and so when she introduced herself as Christy, I thought that she was telling me hello. And like, I didn't get that that was her name until like maybe like a day later. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was, that was very interesting. But, um, but, she, and she was my like actual roommate. Like we shared the, you know, our one room together. And then I had, um, and then I had four other roommates too. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Nice. So, uh, so what, uh, so what job role did you get while you were down there? 
I actually uh, worked at Kilimanjaro Safaris, which is what I put as my top choice. I don't know how I got that. I don't know why I picked that. I don't know what I was thinking. I think I was thinking like, oh, it's my favorite attraction, so I'm going to mark this down. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, so I did that. And I had also done like, I, I checked the cross, like I'll cross train. So I was also in merchandise, but I almost never worked merchandise because safaris was like, um, they could never let me, you know, they, they always needed, they needed everybody that they had. So, um, there was never, you know, downtime with that. But I also did work merchandise for like a hot minute. <laughs> too. Cool. That's yeah, that's really cool. I mean, I, I don't think I could ever work the safaris. I mean, being able to drive and do the spiel at the same time, I that's not something I could do. So I give you props to that. But um, I kind of want to. So we we have had another. Um, uh, actually, the very first cast member interview I did, he did the safaris as well. But I'm kind of curious, like how how is your training for? Because I I know it's a little extensive. But tell me about all the training you kind of had to go through learning the different positions and especially when it came to you driving the truck as well as learning the the spiel like i want to i want to know all about that um yeah i I actually listened to that um that podcast because i was like oh another safari driver like i have to listen to it of course (laughs) um but yeah it's a lot like what he had said um it's pretty much like a week of training um and you just you get on the truck right away, and you're just starting to drive this truck, and it's and you're like, I'm gonna hit something, like oh my god, like, and it, it it's it was mildly terrifying at first, um, uh, but yeah, so the pretty much the first day we are just kind of introduced to um, the all the positions and you know what the attraction was. And the story, because that was back whenever, um, you know, you were going on, like, to rescue um, Big Red and Little Red, <laughs> which is not there anymore. Um, and uh, and then, yeah, of course, before that, everybody has to do, like, the just general Disney, like, traditions. And then the, um, the acclamation, they call it, is, like, you know, getting trained of just, like, a general knowledge of Animal Kingdom. So you do have to do that before you even get to your... Um, attraction or role Um, but yeah first day we were pretty much like introduced and we're on the truck right away just driving around in the parking lot getting used to it Um, and then um, out on the ride path like pretty much just right away Um, and yeah they start out with with you um, just learning how to you know drive the truck and then learning how to drive it on the ride path you have to memorize that that spiel which was i can't remember how many pages i want to say it was like 20 pages or something like that maybe more and then all the animal facts of course um that you have to you know say the approved ones by disney um all the safety things you have to learn to um there's part you definitely don't want to stand up on the ride but there's parts that we really need to specifically make sure nobody is standing up especially by the crocodiles um because uh, people just don't think they're real but they are (laughs) (laughs) they're very real (laughs) um well, um, so here, real quick, I, I want to stop you for a second. Because, so, did you have like any background in like public speaking, or did you do like any drama at all, like in school? Like, what made you want to 
possibly do the safari because you knew what you were getting into. So w- did you have any background on that? Um, yeah, I guess so. Um, I did theater like all through school, like elementary and high school. And um, I was a or I guess I still am. Uh, I was a classical uh, singer. Um, so I was a music major. <laughs> um, so yeah, but speaking for long periods of time is definitely different than singing. Um, so I don't know why I, 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 I just thought that it would be like, um, just, it was great. It was, it, I, it was the best time ever and I wouldn't change, you know, picking it now. Uh, but when I was starting to learn it, it was really, really, it was really tough. It's, it's a pretty like intense training. It's very intense. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were probably always like out in front of a crowd and you were able to know how to work a crowd maybe a bit. I mean, I don't know how much you were out in front of, of an audience, but I mean, maybe that's, that's why you just, maybe you felt comfortable. I think so. I, w- I'm never like, um, I'm never like nervous of just like talking that doesn't bother me at all um, especially like since you're driving because your mind's kind of like on that too so I was never like super like nervous about that and after honestly like after like a week it was like the nerves were gone because you're just like in a groove of <laughs> in a groove of everything so it got it it got pretty um it got pretty like you know, just doing the same thing over and over again. So it's like you were second very, nature. Like, yeah, thank you. That's the word. <laughs> second <laughs> nature. <laughs> yes. Cool. So, so how uh, when you were practicing the speech and all, was there like a technique that you had to use to kind of like learn all of this, or were there like certain facts that you, you just made sure you knew like a couple facts per animal, then like you learned more as you went on? Like, what was kind of your technique to to learn the the whole speech? Um, we had, so I remember, um, drawing like a little map of the ride out and then I would just kind of like, you know, pretend I was like, I would like slowly move to the sections and kind of pretend like I was doing the spiel (laughs) as I was like trying to, I'm very like visual. So I needed to like visualize, you know, the attraction and where you would say certain things. Um, so I did that. I like, I had like a little map I drew. Um, and then, um, we had to memorize two to three facts per animal. You could, you could memorize more, but you had to, you had to like, you know, they wanted you to say it like two to three. Um, so I honestly, like once I got those two to three, I don't think I ever said different ones. Cause it was just, sometimes you didn't see an animal or sometimes you didn't have time to say more. Um, because back then the way they have it now, um, it, the safari driver is pretty much talking the entire time but back then there were certain pucks that you would go over with the truck and that would trigger wilson or miss jobson or somebody um else or music at one point by the elephants um so there were certain times where you had to like get things in really quick because you knew you were about to hit that puck and like the automated music was going to come on or something um so yeah the <laughs> yeah it was um it was a little bit different um uh, back then okay that's well i was gonna say real quick that's actually a really great way of learning the speech that that map because like like you i i'm i'm a very big on visual learning like like either auditory learning like if someone says something and is giving me directions i'm I, it's hard for me to understand sometimes so i think that's like such a great way of learning that speech is like all right i'm gonna draw this map and i'm gonna pretend that i'm on the route and kind of go along so that's kind of genius 
Yeah, and they gave us time to, like, um, during the training, like, they were, we, you know, it was very, like, structured every day, and there would be time for us to, like, go off on our own and, like, memorize, or if we wanted to work with, you know, our, I think I was training with one of their, I think they pretty much had people training in pairs or maybe threes, but generally pairs to a trainer, two people, um, so... Um, the, the person that trained with me, she left after like a week. So I forgot her name, but she's very nice. Uh, but we would like quiz each other and stuff. And so, um, that was, that was really helpful to do that, that kind of thing. And they did make sure that you were comfortable with everything. You know, they're not going to like throw you into something if you're uncomfortable, um, but if you were just nervous, you know, you're going to still, you're going to try it. You're going to get it. Yeah. tried anyways <laughs> <laughs> how how was it uh driving the big truck for the first time was it difficult or easier than you thought um i it was it was a little the only thing that you have to really pay attention to is turning that um because it just turns it doesn't turn like a small car um but after i i love to drive and i've always been like a good just I've always been the driver and the family and I grew up like I had learned how to drive on like a giant like GMC modified van so I wasn't it, I wasn't like too unfamiliar with like a larger vehicle but turning that was difficult and um I did pop a tire one time not during my training um I was on <laughs> out on the ride path with guests um, but there's so many tires on the truck that if you pop one, like you can make it through without, you know, um, <laughs> needing somebody to come tow you. Oh, uh, but, but one time I did kind of like nick the tire a little bit. Um, so, um, do, yeah. Do, would, <laughs> do you feel it if it pops? Like, I, I mean, I assume you do. Like, would, would the guests know that the tire popped? No, no. You would just feel like a big bump because it was so bumpy. Um, yeah. But there's there was this one turn and they they have since fixed this turn and widened it because it was a very very tight turn it wasn't like it was difficult to drive and if you didn't get the right angle when you started turning you would like hit the <clears throat> the curb because anytime there's like mud on the ride path um and it's like very like high kind of like structured looking mud it's probably concrete um <clears throat> which was the case with this turn and um, so it was just like a giant like bump. And so, you know, nobody really, they just thought it was a part of, <laughs> just a part of the ride. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. But I did get like, you know, you don't get like fired, but you'll just get told, you know, watch, watch out. And this, this, they write it down and, you know, whatever they do with that. But um, yeah, it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> Oh, that's that's really cool. So so now that you're you're kind of like all trained and you're all kind of ready to go. I mean, what was like your your day to day like? Like I I mean, back then Animal Kingdom kind of closed at five, so you I, I assume you're not working crazy hours. But I mean, what was like an average day like for you? Um yeah and that yeah back then Animal Kingdom we couldn't um Safari would close even before Animal Kingdom, um and so yeah we couldn't drive in the dark. Um, but I would most of the time, um, you could pretty much like either open or close, um, the attraction at that point, there was no like midday shift. Um, but I was usually closing. Um, so I would get in around 11 and I would be scheduled to like seven or eight. 
and um yeah i would just i would i would usually get like three trucks in one position um they call them land positions um which i think the other guy on the podcast had said too but yeah so you would they would try to like change it up for you so that you weren't on a truck for the entire time um and you would get there and you would clock in the place to clock in if you're not opening up a truck is actually in the park so i you would have to like walk from where safari enters like where 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 the guests would enter the ride um back to where like the pangani trail is it's like a near there is like the path to the break room um to clock in <laughs> so i would park pretty much next to where the guest parked park uh, parking lot is and then you i would have to walk all the way back there to clock in um and you wanted to make sure you clocked in there because if you clocked in anywhere else and they called for you to go on a truck and you didn't answer you could get in trouble um because you weren't supposed to you know you were supposed to clock in when you're when you're you know ready to go um but yeah so it was it took about 20 minutes from like when you would get out of your car to where you needed to clock in so you had to you had to allow that time jeez yeah we have to go through security as well um and then there's bikes well at least there were there's bikes that you can ride along the outside of the park pretty much. Um, <clears throat> but then once you get to where you would go on stage um, in the park, you can't, you know, you're not taking a bike <laughs> um, there. Um, but yeah, you can ride a bike. They have like little uh, trams and buses you can take. But sometimes those wouldn't be if it wasn't like immediately um, after the security gate entrance for the cast member, then I didn't get on the bus because sometimes you could be waiting for that to get there and then you were even later. So I would usually ride the bike because um, it was the quickest way to get there. If there were bikes available, because sometimes if I was clocking in for a closing shift, nobody had left work yet, so there were no bikes in the front. <laughs> um, they were still like in the back where where everybody uh, had went <laughs> to start their shift for the day. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> that was, I don't know how it is with the other parks because I didn't work. I, I didn't work in any of the other parks. Um, I went to Magic Kingdom one time from the cast member parking lot. Um, and I know that you have to take like a bus or, or like trams or something from there. Um, but I don't know how it is with um with Epcot or, <laughs> or Hollywood Studios. Um, yeah. But yeah, you do have to plan for that too. So I would leave an hour before my shift. Yeah, it seems like you have to give yourself plenty of time. Like, I don't think I've ever worked a job where I had to get there 20 minutes before because it took me 20 minutes to to where I had to clock in. So that's crazy. Right. <laughs> it's that wasn't that was I think that was the hardest thing for me to adjust to because I was used to like just parking and then walking into my job like not having it not having to be like sweating before I even clocked in pretty much so <laughs> what so what actually what time of the year did you work this did you start in January or June I started in August um so yeah it was hot uh it was my trainer was like are you used to the heat like asking us and I was like well I'm from Louisiana so you know I know heat she's like this is not Louisiana heat and I was <laughs> like <laughs> I was like it's fine and then we got on the trucks and I was like oh my god it's so hot like, <laughs> yeah 
the tr- the seats would be wet um so oh, just be- just geez. from sweat oh. and so people like sometimes you see safari drivers carrying around towels because we're just putting those on the seat just so we're not like kind of sitting in a puddle of someone else's sweat mm, thanks for that just- image appreciate that there's it's so it's like the the disgusting parts of disney i guess that nobody wants sorry for ruining the magic everywhere no but no i find i find it hilarious and i find it interesting (laughs) i want to know all yeah all the backstage uh i mean this is kind of what i like to hear on on these types of shows is like the backstage magic like so yeah anything like that is always fun so um but but neat so tell me like some of like your favorite memories uh while you're working there like what's what's something that really stood out during your time there um i loved i like to work um uh we called it info guide it was just the person who would stand at the front of the standby queue pretty much just saying like hello welcome and they're really just kind of standing there to you know, just answer questions or, you know, welcome you. But I liked working that position and like everybody would say like, how long is this? And I would say, well, it's about two weeks, you know, um, did you get your travel voucher when you signed up? I just loved like staying in character and just seeing like some people would get really, really confused, like honestly confused, like, well, wait a second. We our plane, our flight leaves in two days, so we don't have two weeks here. And like they would, they would honestly be like thinking. <laughs> I mean, so I loved, I just love saying that. But um, well, I hope you didn't I, break character. You just kept with it. You're like, well, I mean, I guess you might have to change your flight. You just might have to. I would, and then if they were, if they looked, if, if they like stopped in their tracks and were like turning around because they were. <laughs> I'd be like, no, 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 wait. I was like, don't worry. It feels like it's only 20 minutes. And they're like, uh, oh, oh, oh. And then they would walk it. So that that was hilarious. I just, I just, I loved the, it was mostly like the dads who were just like, you know, I was torturing, basically torturing just, them just, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And then we had like, um, I don't know, it, I don't know what it's called, but it was just, it was just like, not like a normal looking telephone, I guess, just kind of like this like internal telephone system that we could call um, if it was somebody's birthday, there was like a special number you could dial. And um, I love to do that too. If I saw it was somebody's birthday and it was like, you know, the line was a little bit slower. Um, I would be like, oh, Mickey has left a message for you. Um, he told me that you were coming here and let me just get the message for you. And so that was super fun. I like, I love to do like little things like that. Whatever like fun, magical moments I could do, I would try to do because that was really the only position you could do that in. Um, cause you can't really do a lot of that driving a truck. Um, and then the fast pass lane was just, you know, give me your fat. That was like, you were taking like a paper ticket back then. <laughs> um, so that was like, you know, people were standing there, like holding their tickets, wait, looking at the clock, waiting for their time to come around. So that wasn't like a good spot to do it either. So it was, I liked, I liked to be able to do that. Uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. You have to, you have to be a little creative while you're just kind of standing there helping out the guests, but yeah, that's neat. Um, so were you able to create like any like magical moments when you worked there? Like, did you do anything special for any adults or kids? Yeah, we um, we had a lanyard at 
the at like the greeter position so i love to give away pins for people um i probably gave away too many pins whoops oh well (laughs) (laughs) um and then we have um little things called no strings attached cards that if you know we saw something that needed to be done uh like you know you dropped your ice cream or um sometimes i would overhear people saying like oh i'm so thirsty you know i would try to do like little things like just to kind of brighten their day and then um one time i actually had uh just a really like frustrated like young adult gentleman come up to me um and they had had to leave the line because somebody had to use the restroom and the the line was very long at this point i want to say it was like two hours or more um and you know he was like i can't find my family you know so we were trying to like track them down and it was just a kind of a big mess and they finally all came together in the front of the line with me and um so i just for most things if we needed to get something done we just you know you would just do it but i wanted to get them on the ride because they had been waiting a very long time and (laughs) the rest of the family had to leave the queue and like it was just it was very dramatic just (laughs) um and so i got i actually got to walk them kind of like behind the scenes and get them right onto a truck um so that was really that was just a really fun moment and they were super super grateful um but for that i actually called my manager and i was like i have people here that i just need um you know i need to walk back and uh so i personally like walked them and um, you know, the managers were great. They're like, okay, no problem. Be right there. You know, it was never like any kind of like hassle. Like they always just trusted that you were doing the right thing for the guests. And I loved, I loved that. It was a great, it was a great job. And it's a standard for every job that I have now. Like, are you going to be able to trust me and let me, you know, take care of people and, um, you know, be able to empower myself Then, then yes. So <laughs> That was a great opportunity. Awesome. That's really neat. Anything anything else like that you want to share? Otherwise, we'll, we'll kind of move on. Um, I think that's really it. Lots of little things. Lots of ice free ice creams and free birthday pins. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. Sweet. So what was like some of the things that you like to do uh, outside of, of working? Because you had a pretty good schedule. So, I mean, what did, like, what did you do when you, when you weren't working? Yeah, I had a really good schedule. My poor roommates all had like the worst like overnight things and <laughs> starting at 3 p.m. scheduled and things like that. Um, I hung out with a lot of the safari people, I feel like, because we had similar schedules. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like we really went to Epcot a lot um, just because it was like lots of like it was it was like chill like and it was. It was nice. It's nice to go there at night and like walk around and get something to eat and watch illuminations. Um, and we did jelly rolls um, all the time. Like it became like a thing. And then, and we also went to Pleasure Island, which does not exist. Uh, but Pleasure Island, like every Thursday, I think there was some kind of discount or something for cast members. And you know, I'll um every paycheck comes on thursday the epcot thing for disney cast members <laughs> so we always went on thursdays um we would go hang out at the avengers club and um i'm so mad and, i never got to do the adventurers club uh, I, 
I really wish really I did. It was really awesome. I only did it a couple times, and I and I didn't. I don't know why I didn't like. I, I guess I was like a. I was very like into rides and stuff at Disney, and I wasn't like. I was oblivious to yeah. like what it to what it really was, and I'm like, why didn't I appreciate it more? <laughs> well, here, re- so real quick for the listeners out there, can you explain what the Adventurers Club was? Um. Oh gosh, I. It just like, if. It. How, how do I explain? <laughs> I. If, I'm sorry, like, I put you on the spot. I know. If you know who like Joe Rody is, I don't know if I said his name right. I probably butchered yeah, it, but um, Joe Rody. Yep. Okay, good. <laughs> um, it, I, I feel like it's like <laughs> I want to say that it just kind of like embodies like who he is, pretty much. Um, it reminds me a lot of him. Um, but it was like a nightclub. Um, it was. It had lots of actors. Um. Well, it's kind of themed um, after sort of like the, I don't like kind of like the Jungle Cruise a little bit. Yeah, right? yeah. I was gonna say it's kind of like it's kind of like the Jungle Cruise. It's kind of like Trader Sam's, but like Jungle Cruise traders more like Jungle Cruisey. Yeah, but they had um, all these like these kind of like improv actors and stuff, correct? Yeah, that would like walk around. Yeah. Um, and I know they would always say like Congaloosh, like that was the thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It. It. I was very confused the first time I went in there. Like. Yeah. Um, like, why is everybody say, know like know what's going on but me? Um. But yeah, it's it, a. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so sort of like how um, Trader Sands is. Like people like respond after like certain drinks are brought out and things, and you're like, why does everyone know what what to say? Like, what's going on? Um. Yeah, it, I feel like it definitely had like some kind of cult following for sure too. Um, I didn't go that much, just a few times. Um, uh, but yeah, I it was. I wish they would bring it. I wish they would bring it back. <laughs> yeah, I, I know a lot of people would wish it would kind of have a revival because that they said that was like apparently that was the best thing to do on Pleasure Island back in the day. Um, yeah, I know. think they just had like some kind of. I, I'm not super familiar with it, but they did something recently at the Beach Club for, like, I guess, like, their anniversary of it or something. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think there was some kind of, like, Adventures Club, like, special thing that happened. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the website WDW News Today did something with it, I believe. I think I remember, I remember seeing something like that for, like, Pleasure Island's anniversary, but, yeah. But, uh, all right, but cool. So, yeah, so you like doing Pleasure Island uh, and you like doing Epcot. Was there anything else you, you like doing? Oh, I went, I visited my family a lot. Um, they, they live in Clearwater, so I would drive out to them a lot too, which was really nice because I usually only got to see them once or twice a year. But while I worked um, at Disney, I got to go out there, you know, and, and visit them and, um, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed doing that as well. Nice. So we're, as we're kind of like whining down on time here, uh, was there anything else about like your, your internship that you, you wanted to share? Like any other memories that kind of stand out, like something that was just near and dear to you? Like, like the, your, the one memory that sticks out the most, uh, any, anything else you want to share? Um, I feel like the... The thing that sticks out the most to me, I wouldn't say it's like a near and dear memory. It was just kind of like a day where a lot of things sort of like broke on 
And it was just like, it was a day where like, I guess it is kind of near and dear because we all like came together, um, at, you know, as a, as a Safari's team. Um, and everybody was just working really hard on this like one specific day just because we had a couple trucks like, um, that needed repairs and the ride had to be shut down for a while. And, um, and it was, it was just like a really crazy day. I was, I was out in the greeter position for, I want to say like five hours or something, which was not a typical situation because they normally try to rotate you every like two hours or so. Um, so it was, that was amazing to see like when something goes wrong, um, just everybody band together to help. And, um, and that's one of the things that I'll always remember about Disney. Like it's a, it's just such a strong community and people are ready to help and, um, and are there and you're supported constantly. Um, and I, I mean, I love that. I stayed seasonal until 2011. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, back then, I don't know what they do now. Um, back then if you worked, I think it was a week out of the year um something crazy like that you could be seasonal so i would just pick shifts up and when i was off of school and i would go my friend um who lives in florida and works for disney i would go and just stay with her she was so nice to let me stay with her and i would work and um each time i went back they had they had changed the spiel or something so then i would have to do more training um, so it just got to a point where I was like, okay, you know, I'm, <laughs> my original training was like not the same anymore. And, um, so I kind of, at that point just, um, decided that it, it was time to, and once I had graduated from school, it was just kind of like, I don't have the time that I want to be able to remain seasonal anymore. Um, but yeah, so that was pretty neat that I could do that for so long. So you, you did, you just did the, um, the safari role uh, during all those seasons? Yeah, I stayed. I just did safari. I would go and work for a week and um, uh, or a week or two whenever I was off from like the Christmas holidays or something or Easter for spring break. Um, and yeah, so if you went during those times, you might have been on one of my trucks. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, that was that was really awesome that that um that they let us do that but i just thought it was crazy that i could just like i'm like you guys are just trusting me to get back on this truck without like (laughs) i haven't haven't been here in six months and i'm gonna just start driving it like right away like oh god yeah (laughs) that's hilarious uh awesome well well, that's that's really neat and it was uh this was a lot of fun hearing everything that you had to say about the um Working on the safari because I know again we had an episode on it already, but you you have your own unique perspective on it, and it was it was a lot of fun hearing that. So, um, but the the last couple of questions that I have before we get out of here today is um, I want to know what like your favorite Disney parks background music is. Like, what's your favorite music loop out of uh, everything? Um, I really like the music in the Wilderness Lodge, and. Um, yeah, I just, I love, I love the music. I just, I love walking in there and the doors open and, and you just, I don't know what they play. Um, probably Appalachian Spring or something, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, but, but I just, I, I really enjoy the music there. And the other thing I love is, um, walking down Main Street in the morning 
and I think they're playing like Oklahoma or something and I love the uh, the with the Surrey with the fringe on top, whatever it is. I love hearing that song when I'm in the Magic Kingdom. So those two things are like my all time like favorite things. Awesome to listen to. <laughs> yeah, the Wilderness Lodge loop is is one of my favorites. It's mostly made up of movie scores, um, so there's a lot of just a lot of different just tons of movies in there. Like Last of the Mohicans is a big one that's up there, but yeah, so it's it's mostly made of that. So. But cool. So oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So that's I'll, awesome. So yeah, I'll put that in while as the interview plays. We'll have that as the background music. So. Oh, um, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So do you do you still frequent uh, Disney Worlds at all, or like when like what do you have like your another trip plan coming up soon? Yeah, I'm an annual pass holder, um, uh, and I try to go at least like once a year. Sometimes, sometimes more. Uh, last year. I, I got to go a few times. Uh, this year I'm going, uh, I went in January, I'm going in August, and then I'm going in October as well. Oh, sweet. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm going to go for, well, my cousin is having her bachelorette party in August. Nice. The weekend, The weekend before Star Wars opened, and, um, or Galaxy's Edge, rather. And so I would not normally go to, like, a big opening like that, but if I'm already going to be there why not just stay a few more days <laughs> so uh. so i'm gonna brave the crowds for that because you know it's like a once in a lifetime thing and we're all huge star wars fans in our house so <laughs> yeah nice well they just announced this past weekend that there's going to be extra extra magic hours i don't know if I you know. saw that yeah i know ah it's so early <laughs> yeah i mean but if you want to do extra extra magic hours you have to be staying at a resort so that's the only thing um, yeah yeah, but I mean, I'm yeah. I don't know what else they're gonna be doing as for rules, but that's the first thing that they announced of for Galaxy's Edge of what's gonna happen. So we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what goes on. I don't know. It's gonna be, I, it's gonna be crazy. But um, if anybody can handle large crowds and organize things well, it's definitely Disney. <laughs> no, that's yeah, that's definitely for sure. So. Uh, cool. So, last question before we get out of here: Is there anything you want to plug at all? Um, yeah, you can if you'd like to uh, follow me on Instagram. Um, I have like just pretty much only Disney Instagram. It's uh, b u l o t dot p o i n t s. So, uh, bullet points, and then um, I also have a website. It's just all like just Disney blog fun. Um, it's my first and last name, uh, Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I, and then B-U-L-O-T dot com. Nice. I'll make sure to link that in the show notes so you guys can easily find Christy and read all about what she has to say about Disney, right? That's mostly what the blog is, just Disney stuff? It's all, everything's Disney. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Christy, thank you so much for coming to the show, and I hope, hopefully had a little bit of fun today. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having 
All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Christy, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was such a blast learning all the things you did while you worked as the safari driver on the Kilimanjaro safaris. And it just, I, you know, it kind of makes me wish I could just do that role because you guys just make it sound so much fun. Seems a little intimidating at first, but uh, I, I think I would warm up to it. But uh, I, I think that would be a lot of fun to do. So, yeah, pleasure having you on the show today. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap it up for another episode. And if you're not subscribing to the podcast already, please do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. And guys, please check out the website at accesspresspodcast.com where we have news articles coming at you telling you about the latest Disney news. So be sure to check that out. And if you're not following us on social media already, please do so on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And make sure you check out our Facebook page because we are posting Posting all of those links so you can find out the the latest Disney news as soon as it comes out. So make sure, yeah, give us a like on Facebook. That would be awesome. Share it with your friends. But yeah, we always make sure we post the latest articles over there so you guys can get the news right away. And uh, guys, if you were a previous cast member and you would like to be on the show, just send us an email. You can shoot me an email over at matt at accesspressepodcast.com or you can send me a direct message on any of the social media platforms and guys we would also like to hear from you please send us in any of your questions at all if you want us to have those answered on a future podcast and if you want to send us a voice message you can do that by recording uh, your voice on the voice memo app or voice recorder app on your iphone or android and you can email it over email that over to us at uh, matt at accesspresspodcast.com and we'll make sure we get that on the show just kind of keep it like a minute long so we can uh, get those answered. But all right, guys, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage. <laughs>